Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We are on until uh, 4 o'clock. And after 4 o'clock, you go to the iHeart app and it's John and Ken on demand podcast and you could hear everything you missed or hear it all over again. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Uh, we also have everything in place here on Friday. First, your chance for money. That's still around $1,000. KFI Inflation Compensation Contest. The first word of the show will be revealed around 1.20. Another word pops up at 3.20. So stand by for that. Follow the instructions for your chance to win the money. And of course, this being Friday, we're going to hear from the Moist Line people at around 3.20 and 3.50. And it was a last-minute decision by the committee, bolstered by a new story that came out this morning, to throw some hacks into the dumpster. The mob has been busy. This is probably the fourth consecutive week we've had to call Sixth. on the mob. Six straight weeks? Six, yeah. I think Ooh, this a is a weeks off. rough period here. I guess he knows because he has to put together the audio. And I counted earlier. I was like, huh, this has been quite the streak. Yeah. It's, uh, well. There's a lot, of, a lot of garbage and debris that has to be cleaned up. We're in something that all the years we've done this, we've never seen before. And I mentioned this the other day. We used to follow the Public Safety Committee in Sacramento quite a bit 
back in the 90s because it was a horrible period of crime, particularly gang crime. And often they would block laws that dealt with, you know, extra time, enhancements, three strikes, things like that. Now we're in an era where what they're doing in Sacramento is figuring out ways to release prisoners, not take them in. They're, they're actually they're, they're so completely in the opposite direction that uh, this has to be countered and countered aggressively. And that's what we've been doing for some time now. And it's been the cause for a number of hacks to go in the dumpster in the last few weeks. And that is the case once again today on one certain topic, which may sound small, but really indicates exactly where all this ideology comes from. So that'll come up there's, later. In the there's show. also a clip I want to play later. And I just heard this driving in on one of the cable networks uh, where Lori Lightfoot, the Chicago mayor who just got bounced out for re-election, yeah. Karen Bass, and Eric Adams, I think there was some other mayor from Houston, and they they all had a panel discussion up on stage discussing... Yeah, I heard that she's at a mayor's conference. It's a mayor's conference. Yeah, well, they were talking. Well, Lori Lightfoot was was quite blunt in saying that you know the prosecutors have to stop letting these these criminals out. I I, I was stunned when I heard this. <laughs> well, she's no longer mayor. What does she care? Well, well, yes, but she's actually saying it out loud. What everybody yelled at her for for years, and that's what drove her out of office. It was primarily. Out of control crime. Of course, then they elected somebody who's even more left wing than she is. But, yeah, but it sounds like to me when she's mayor, she didn't call it out or no, do anything about it. No, so no. she's okay with it. Now that she's not mayor, all right, now I can be a critic. Yeah. But she uh, is telling the truth in this moment. I will play uh, the audio. I have no problem with that. Oh, uh, all right, but play, play, it up. play cut number I come five. I to this conversation as a former federal prosecutor. I come to this as a former defense attorney. I am the sister of a returning resident. But I know that there are people in my city that are wreaking havoc every day and need to be off the street. That's, that's reality. What do we say to not only the victims of crimes, but the people who are terrified about crimes in their neighborhoods, most of whom look like us, if we say, yeah, the police department is spending all this time and resources to arrest, put a case on, and then the judges and the prosecutors say, you know what, we're going to let you out on electronic monitoring to wreak havoc again. If somebody see, musters the courage to come forward and identify the person who has just shot up their neighborhood and then sees Pookie walking bold as day back on the street two days later, what does that say to them? You're telling them that the criminal justice system doesn't care about victims and witnesses. And if we don't call that out every single day with these prosecutors and with these judges, many of whom don't live in our city and don't care about what's happening, then we are going to lose an opportunity to advocate for the victims and the witnesses and the residents who just want and deserve peace. Wow. Now, I mean that's Lori Lightfoot, Lori by the way, Lightfoot. is still mayor. It's not over yet. I don't think she's No, no. It's, you they know, just she, had the elections. So. Right, right. So. Uh, that, I, I can't believe that. And the other flaw with that, it's not up to prosecutors and judges. They don't make the laws. They're like the no bail crap. That's done by legislators. Yes. That's done by public officials who are elected yes. to roles. So she should be calling them out, too.
Yeah. I guess there's some discretion with well, prosecutors they, in dealing with crime and well, judges and dealing they, with they cases. Had, there is some, but there's also laws that have been written by this crowd that believes that the prisons are too crowded and they're uh, racially unjust. And she has a prosecutor, which up until today I thought support, wildly supported, who was a Gascon type, Kim Fox. She oh, was, the one that was dealing with what's his name, Jesse Smollett. Smollett. Yeah, but her her overall policies were very similar to Gascon, very similar to Alvin Bragg in New York City now. And Eric Adams was on stage, and he was he was seconding. Well, uh, why doesn't she name names, Lori Lightfoot? Name names. If that's who you're talking about, then let's. If that's the prosecutor you're talking about, let us all know. It's just a cheap, generic statement she made. That's what I got out of it, right? Yeah, but and, they, and you didn't make that statement much when you were mayor the last four years. No. No, she didn't. But but that's what I'm saying. It's like now suddenly was it because she she lost the election and it, it popped her bubble? Was she living in a state of unreality? There are a lot of people living in a state of unreality like right now, and uh, they're under delusions. And I she governed under a delusion for four years until she got kicked out of office. She only got 17 percent of the vote in the primary. 17 percent. That's unheard of. For an incumbent mayor, she won with seventy-six percent of the vote the first time. That's how bad she was, and it, the whole issue was crime. It was crime, 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 and crime. It was the only thing everybody was carrying on about. Well, I don't get Chicago because her replacement is worse from what I'm reading. It was yeah. down to two guys, and the one that won uh, is from the. He, we just cited him last week. Mm. They had rowdy teenagers. Not rowdy, it sounds like a mild term, like kids in American graffiti movies. But no, they were causing trouble. In fact, I just saw this couple interviewed that they thought they're going to lose their lives mm. to this mob that overtook a park in Chicago last yeah. weekend. And this new mayor said, oh, don't blame them. They don't have anything to do. Uh, oh, uh, I, I they, know. They, they need stuff to do. No, they that's why they run wild. They elected somebody who's worse. I mean, it was, it was a tight election. You know, it's, right, but why throw her out and elect somebody who's worse? I don't really understand, but... Uh, I don't on know. On crime, it sounds like he is, from what I'm reading. He's got the same... He comes he, from he's, that... He's worse. George Gascon school, the same thing. There, there is a critical mass of... There's a critical mass in these cities, and I don't know what they're voting for, and I don't know what delusion they're living under. Because... Uh, they got a lot of minority votes, and minorities are most of the crime victims. Yes, but minorities also believe that they have most of the people in prison from their community. Uh, so there's yes. a mix there. They're the victims, but they also said, well, but, my but, cousin's but, always arrested for this right, and but, but suspected of that. And But be, they're being victimized by their cousin. I I know. I I could see going either way you, from you, that well, community. Right. But, I mean, if, if you've got to... If you got a violent whack job in the neighborhood, uh, do you want him in prison or out to hurt you? Which do you want? If it's your brother or your cousin that if got my arrested brother, and you feel like he's being profiled and constantly yeah, being harassed if, by the police, if that's my where this goes. If my brother was coming over to my house every day and robbing me and beating me up, I'd want my brother in prison. I don't want right. to get beat up and robbed every day. But I think the problem is... It's a small number of people that actually commit the crimes, as we've talked about. So the crowd you're talking about... They don't know as many people. But what goes around in the community is that the police are always suspecting us and are always profiling us. And everybody has that experience. If you ever see polls of black residents in black communities, that's often the result. They always feel that way. Well, we're always a suspect wherever we go. So that's, that's more prevailing than uh, being robbed by my cousin. I just, I think so. Right. Well, if, yeah. Because it's you, more of an emotional, if, mental thing. If you put away 
the bad guys. Like in New York, what was it, 327 yeah, the individuals were causing thousands of the shoplifting thefts? Thousands. Yeah. 327. So how hard is it to put away 327 people? Why don't you just try that and see what happens? Then, Did Karen then, Bass have anything to say at this? Uh, she, no? Yeah, I heard one clip where she was mildly agreeing. But when she, t- you know, she's got no passion in her. She's just saying she's got no fire. But she she was saying how, you know, you can't you can't be defunding the police. No, that, that was her angle. At least that's the, the clip I heard. All right, uh, coming up, your chance for $1,000. KFI's Inflation Compensation Contest is next with a keyword. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. All right, well, a lot on the show today is not a lot, but a considerable amount. will be on theft. Uh, a couple of stories going on. First of all, as you know, they're debating TikTok in Washington, D.C. Uh, TikTok, of course, has uh, connections back to the, the Chinese communist government. And uh, there are many saying that it should be banned in the United States because they can access data on Americans. Something, though, I, I saw, I heard the story a couple of weeks ago and I forgot to mention it on the air. And then just before we came on, I, I looked up a few stories. It's not TikTok so much. It can be other social media outlets, YouTube. Uh, there are people, there was one woman in a story who said she has uh, 3,000 people a day that watch her at work. And I just stared at the story a moment. I said, seriously, what do they do? They, they watch her at work. That's, that's kind of how she's a social media influencer. What does she look like? I was a black woman uh, behind a desk. Yeah. She's showing off. Attractive. Showing nothing, off. nothing spectacular, no. Show, showing off any kind of fashions? Or? I just No, I just think people are lonely. Because the other one that I did look up a story on looks like it was a little more common during the height of the pandemic than it is now. The morning routine video. Uh, also, uh, many millions watch other people's morning routines. I, like why? I began to think about the old joke about watching paint dry. I can't imagine well, So this. you watch them make breakfast? Or work out or put on their makeup. Yep. One woman says, I can learn a lot from that. I actually have an article. It's a couple what, of years what, old. What is she's it you claiming can... it's, she can't help it. She's addicted to watching people's morning routines. What is it you learn? Uh, here she says, watching someone else's skincare, coffee, and breakfast situation should be mundane as hell, but 2.3 billion views of the hashtag morning routine say otherwise. I don't know. These, these baffle me. This is what the is world's it, become. It, now, and this is not everybody. It's not that many people. But the fact that anybody would want to watch somebody else sitting at work or doing their morning routine just completely baffles me. This morning routine, is it a single person doing this or is this a whole? Oh, no, no, no. There's many people doing this. Right. And so cumulatively, it's it's over two billion views. Three and a half billion. Yes. Three and a half billion. Yes. Have watched somebody else go through. It says here the hashtag morning routine. The morning routine hashtag has 2.3 billion views on the platform, while a similar one called get ready with me tag has 953 million. Uh huh. And I guess you could look at different people, whoever's participating that day. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. One woman says that uh, she watches the videos, get appeals to her because they're so different from her own day. As a mother of three boys, getting a chance for morning self-care is never an option. I find some of the routines inspirational and therapeutic to watch. Inspirational? Yes. Yes. I I, I know you're baffled, too. That's why I brought this up. I just thought we could be baffled together. 
Have you guys ever seen like a day in day in your life video type thing? No. 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 Really? Why would I? I, I don't. Uh, no, that's going to take a while. A day in the life? What is it edited? Yeah. Oh yeah, completely. I bet you there, there's somewhere you could just have a 24. And- Camera. Is the person's life really exciting? Like, are they some sort of an well, actor sometimes in films? It, or? Sometimes it's a celebrity. Sometimes it's an athlete. Like you. Uh, no, I mean, this isn't something I would do. But and, and you watch them at breakfast. Yes, I know plenty of people that watch these types of videos. It okay. makes no sense to me either. Trust and, me, and I don't get what's it. What's the pleasure they get? I, I, I have no idea. Seeing how other people live, seeing other people's routines, maybe they take tips and tricks and tips. Like, that's what the woman I, is saying in this article. Yeah, right? no, I I, I don't I get even, it what, either. A tip to do what? To eat your eggs more quickly? I or look at what have she wrote here. Different skincare product. Who knows? I I don't get it either. Trust me. TikTok morning routines <laughs> offer people a chance to relax and enjoy the banal. When things are far from perfect, lingering shots of shower gel and sunrises have a soothing kind of power. Shower gel. She wrote. <laughs> Sumptuous shots of breakfast bowls and avocado toast. Oh, that must be Deborah. Avocado Martin, toast. <laughs> they're 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 sitting there staring at shower gel and avocado toast. Yeah, they find it soothing. I feel like. Or I, Eric's right too. Some get tips as to oh, I should try tips that. on what? Uh, skincare, I, I, foods the, that you might eat in the morning. Yeah, I, I will say it's mainly, at least from what I've seen, common with female influencers. I was going to say, and stuff. men aren't doing this. To my, Not that I've seen. The people that I know that do this are all female. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But other women want to watch, watch how to put on makeup. Right. They learn how to do their makeup themselves. <laughs> right. Well, I could the, see that when you're, you're, you're 14. Sure. I looked at, watch people make smoothies. Get some wow. good smoothie recipes. Look yeah. them up online. I I feel like to. I really feel like I'm insane. Honestly, I felt like I went through the insanity trap door and I can't get out now. And, like, and, and it's not just this; it's everything. Then the woman that claims she's got three thousand people that watch her shuffle papers at her desk. I just I I, I don't get it. I. Can you imagine? <laughs> imagine doing that in person, <laughs> sitting at somebody's desk and just staring at them for a couple hours. People do this with oh. their families. Couples will, with like kids, will vlog their kids' lives. It's crazy. And they will what? set up trust funds for their kids with the money they make off YouTube. So you could watch their kids go through their day? Yes. Oh! That could, that could be creeps doing that. Well, that's, that's, that's a child molester. Uh... I, I Listen, I'm just telling you what I've seen on YouTube. Oh! I think we should do something on the show. Hey, if we're gonna make, if we can make some money, let's. Uh, hey, daily, you want to watch? Daily vlog for you want to watch me? You want to watch no. me prep for the John again show? It was a big deal years ago. They wanted to put little cameras in the studios. Remember? And we're yeah. all like, really, no. to see us just sitting there talking? No, you can't because yeah. But if well, we want to know money, what you look like, which right. I understand, but beyond there, there, that, there's photos online. Oh, I have no doubt these cameras right now that are on me, John, and Deborah are recording somewhere in some back studio somewhere. That. I, oh, yeah. I right. Somebody might be selling those. Oh, well, then we better look into that, man, because I want a profit. Yeah, the John <laughs> yeah. and Ken Show. You, you can, the John and Ken Show OnlyFans? You, you can get you get video of Deborah yawning. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Doing her nails in there. What else is she doing? <laughs> Eating her avocado toast. Yeah, right. that's right. That's right. I remember Shannon quinoa. used to balance her checkbook. I remember seeing her do yeah. Uh, she takes a little uh, micro naps. <laughs> I'm sleepy. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, see, pretty much the end of civilization, isn't it? Uh, related to this, the attorney generals, attorneys general in 17 states, including Rob Bonta, California's attorney general, 
is urging the federal government to recall millions of Kia and Hyundai cars. You might say, what does oh. that have to do with this? Oh, I heard There's a TikTok this. challenge. There's a TikTok challenge, and apparently those models of Kia and Hyundai, uh, you only need a screwdriver and a USB cable to steal some of them. And Boy, thefts that's a- have just really risen tremendously, although they're using percentages here. But they now account for 20% of all car thefts in Los Angeles. That is a bad design. How do you make a car in 2023 that you could steal with a USB cord and a screwdriver? Yeah, it says they don't have a feature on most cars that prevents the engine from starting unless the key is present, like the key fob or the key. Yeah. So that's the problem, and that's what the attorneys general are trying to tell the feds, make them recall these cars and fix that. They're claiming that there is a software fix, and some people have gotten so it. How, does there's it no say, numbers on how many cars have actually gotten does the fix. It, does it say how it works? Like, what do, you, what do you do with the USB cord? Where do you plug it in? You'd have to go to the... TikTok video, I'm not doing that. I have no idea. The story just says a screwdriver and a USB cable could work to start those cars. So, like the old hot wire situation you'd see in movies and TV shows. Well, I know. And, I'm just trying to imagine where do you, because the only place to stick you could have a, a USB portable, ca- uh, You have a portable power unit or something, probably. Yeah, because it just that. said the cable and the screwdriver. So, the only place to put the cord is in the little slots when, when you plug in your phone. Yeah, but you can't, you have something with you. People have portable chargers, portable everything. Right, but what do you, but but it has to go into something in the car. Oh, what I thought it, you meant in terms of no, no. What, what does it connect in the car? I don't know, but it works because it's stealing a lot of cars. All right, we got is more coming it? up. Because uh, my, my head my head's starting to hurt. I I, I figured that it's it really it's another one where you just want to check out and. Stupid bleeping species. Get on a SpaceX capsule or spaceship yeah. and get out of oh, here. Oh, I missed my chance. <laughs> one that blew up <laughs> yesterday. That's the one I wanted. John and Ken, KFI M640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. 
Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Stay with us, the full three-hour show. We got, of course, the the Moist Line folks are coming in the 3 o'clock hour along with a hack for the dumpster. Plenty to come. We have an update on the story that everybody was talking about a couple of weeks ago in San Francisco, a tech executive by the name of Bob Lee, he was the founder of Cash App, died. He was stabbed to death and apparently was trying to wave down cars and get help, but it was too late by the time police and paramedics got to save him. And what happened, of course, in the days ensuing that was that many people thought, well, there you go, that's San Francisco for you. You could be stabbed by anybody on the streets because they're not safe. And famously, the mayor, London Breed, was telling people before the arrest that may not be the story. And then we found out that the person they arrested is supposedly someone that Bob Lee knew, a man by the name of Nima Momeni, who lived across the bay in Emeryville, and apparently they were actually together inside a car when some sort of argument broke out, and the accusation is that Momeni then stabbed Bob Lee to death. Uh, not completely to death, but obviously enough that he needed medical attention immediately and didn't get it, and, and took off. So the next story that came out is the possible reason why they may have been arguing, and it could have been over Momeni's sister. His sister is a married woman, and uh, there is speculation that she was in a relationship with Bob Lee, and this did not sit well with Nima Momeni. Because the story was that earlier in the evening, all three of them may have been together, and I don't know what that discussion was, but Momeni offered Bob Lee a ride, I guess, back to San Francisco to his hotel. And, and a knifing. And that's when, yeah, they... Whether it, it, yeah, I can't tell whether or not this is premeditated or something it, happened in the car as they debated the whole relationship, and then Momeni just lost it and stabbed him. But he knifed him in the heart. Yeah, he did. Man. Yeah, wasn't well, kidding around. Momeni has a court appearance next week, but the newest thing we learned, and this is thanks to the Daily Mail and their way of reaching out to people inside the story, perhaps with money. I, I don't know. I'm also just speculating, but. Um, uh, the report is that um, Momeni actually has gotten into a couple of uh, previous police encounters, including a citation for domestic battery inside his loft, which happened actually just last summer. An unnamed woman called police and reported Momeni grabbed her arm and pulled it and pushed her physically. Additionally, the Bay Area outlet, the, the Chronicle, reports that uh, police were called to Momeni's home on three other occasions over the past four years. But you'll find out in a moment. Those were milder uh, situations. But uh, a couple of people in this story say that Bob Lee didn't really have much of a relationship with Momeni. It was the sister. And that created the tension in the relationship. 
But in August of 2022, a woman contacted police, said Momeni had gotten physical, attacked her. She needed assistance. They arrived at the building. The woman was on a stairwell. Momeni arrived to talk with them. And according to a report obtained by the Chronicle, the cops cited and released Momeni on suspicion of battery almost an hour after the call came in. And they then waited with the victim who was arranging transportation before eventually giving her a ride. And uh, as you know, often with domestic violence situations, the police don't do much. If the two parties, oh, you you talk it out and it was just a a moment of uh, spontaneous anger. Well, there's probably millions of couples that push and shove each other from time to time. Yeah. The police showed up every time there was a a shoving match between a couple that uh, there'd be no police. I know, but it might have saved uh, OJ's wife. But anyway. uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, because he brought out. They ignored a lot of that stuff. Yeah, well, because PD was called all the time. Well, she was like, sure, it's OJ. Great, sure. She was brutalized. Yes, repeatedly brutalized. And she probably didn't want to deal with it either. That's often the case, unfortunately. Um, Because it's one thing that couples argue, and maybe they get physical, but then there are psychos who will go to the next level and, and actually physically really beat you down and kill you as we know in many of these cases. Uh, Momeni called the police to report possible identity theft, and on another occasion, it looks like his car was vandalized uh, outside his property in Emeryville. Uh, He's been placed on suicide watch inside the city's jail. Why? Let him go. Yeah. You give him a gun. Yeah. (laughs) Save us the money. If he wants to go, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, in an interview with the New York Post, an attorney, I guess an attorney for Momeni, Paula Canny, confirmed a relationship between Lee and Momeni's sister. Her name is Kazar Elesnia. Uh, her husband is a prominent plastic surgeon in the Bay Area. She said that Bob Lee and the sister definitely knew each other. I don't think she characterized it as romantic, but said that they definitely had some sort of relationship, friendship. And uh, supposedly he was grilling Lee about... Must have been more more than a friendship if Mometti stabbed him in the heart over it. Yeah, well, apparently he was also concerned that his sister was doing drugs or something else. Um, So he had all sorts of questions for Lee. You're right, it didn't go well. I don't think they were playing Scrabble. No. No. Another friend who said he's known Lee for a decade said, yeah, he believes that Lee and Kazar were having an intimate, you know, sexual relationship. And that the marriage with the plastic surgeon was probably in jeopardy from that. But we can see now from at least this one story that this guy has a temper and sometimes will get physical with people. Yeah, and, there was uh, a, there was a quote in one of the early stories that uh, one of his uh, co-workers said that you know he, he had like two sides to him. He was uh, really uh, fun to be around, and then there were times that he just went off, yeah. acted crazy. So. And there was some story that he had the he was cited for having a switchblade, right? Yes. Yeah, he was years ago. Which I didn't know. There was a story we had a couple weeks ago. There's an Arizona group trying to make uh, carrying a switchblade legal in California. I didn't know it was illegal, but it is. I don't know. Switchblade is that one of the, that pops up? Yeah, like, yeah, a long knife. Oh, yeah, it's a very long stabbing knife. Yeah. Mm. See, I, the ones I, that the gang members used to use, like a West Side I, Story. And... I, I got nothing to do with weapons. I, I don't know what these things look like, what they're called, what's legal and illegal. I don't know any of this. Every time right. it veers well, into... you're shot dead after a road rage uh, matchup. Oh, then uh, I'm dead. We'll feel sorry for I've you. Got, I've, got, I've got nothing to respond with. <laughs> I've, I've never right. even thrown a rock. I, uh, I'm a man of peace. 
<laughs> we got more coming up. <laughs> yeah. What is everyone laughing about? By the way, uh, Eric. Well, yeah, maybe you're peaceful actions, but you're not peaceful uh, talking. Uh, All right. Well, I'm not going to hurt anybody yelling. Eric, uh, Dodgers are losing 13-0. Yeah, they just broke up a perfect game, though, and it was in the most absolute hilarious fashion I've ever seen. It was a slow roller up the third baseline, and the pitcher goes for it. The catcher's going for it as well, and the catcher all of a sudden just jumps on the pitcher's back, and the pitcher can't make the throw to first. That ended the perfect game. Yes, it was. It was. I'll come in and show you at the break. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> the pitcher should have clocked the catcher. You're listening to John and Ken on Demand from KFI AM six forty. You can hear us on the radio one until four after four o'clock. Go to the podcast, John and Ken on Demand at the iHeart app, and you can listen to everything you missed. Who agrees? It's like the most beautiful day, huh? This is the this, warmest it's been in months. Months. Yeah, many months. Where it's reaching 80 and some places 90 yeah. degrees today. Plenty of sun. So you know what that means, John? Because we also have a story to go with it. We're going to Bidenville after 2 o'clock. Haven't been there in a while. We're going to sit on the bench, take a seat with this, old Joe, and this, bring you up to date. This is a beautiful day to be in Bidenville. It is. It's a you'll, beautiful you'll day. you hear the birds. The birds are in a good mood today. Everything's to, happening. To get on the swing, have an ice cream. That's right. Right. Make sure yours is vegan, though. And I saw and I saw the biggest oh, yeah. bird this morning. The biggest? Oh, it was a gigantic, like a raven in, in the Edgar Allan Poe story. It was huge. Yeah, I have those in my area. Big. I don't know whether they're ravens or crows. There seems to be some debate. Uh, I'm not good enough to tell, but it was big and fat. I couldn't believe it Oh, flew. and they're loud. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I have though when I heard you, we were talking about with Tim, I think, a few weeks ago? Those green parrots near me, too. Yeah. And oh. they all cluster together at the top of a very tall, like, palm tree. And they just... Yeah, it's a noisy crowd. Yeah. And when they all make the noise together, it's really loud. Yeah, there's one... I'm like, what, are they watching a video, a game? Is there a game going on? They're cheering? I don't know. I, 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 I always wonder... I, I mean, I'm always, I bird watch a lot. That's what I'm going to do when I'm in the home uh, is bird watch. I've done it since I was a little kid. I'm, I'm just ridiculously fascinated by birds. I don't know why. Makes no and I'm sense. fascinated by squirrels. Oh, there you go. So uh, Squirrels, because of their jerky, crazy movements. I just love watching them, and they play with their nuts. We can, we can, <laughs> what? Well, that's something else to do in the home. Yeah, they always, yeah and they, they do use their like little their paws or like little hands. Very, they, they manipulate are very the, the little the, the shell or whatever. That I watch them sometimes on the... <laughs> Although so I saw a squirrel <laughs> smashed on the road this morning with those big, oh. ugly ravens or crows eating it. It was very, oh. uh, very upsetting. It was not oh, a beautiful sight. Take a video sight. next time. Oh, God, no. I, I closed my eyes as I was no, walking No, that doesn't go dog. on your social media? No. No, I didn't post that. It was disgusting. Yeah. Scavenger birds are really entertaining uh, to well, when they find a good meal. Uh, I didn't know this was still going on. This was a big thing uh, maybe in the 90s into the early 2000s. There would be these uh, organizations out there that would try to sting pedophiles. Remember that, John? To oh, catch a, a predator, right? Yeah, there's a whole TV series on There that. was a whole TV series. I think the host of that show, though, got in trouble for something else. I can't he, remember. He his did. Name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's but something not for called that. The, the Creep Catchers Unit. And the target this time was a 59 year old man by the name of Ed Gale. The actor who played Chucky in the 1988 horror film Child's Play, which became a classic horror. I'm sure, John, you didn't see it. It was like a little doll that I stabs people. And I, I don't go to those. The doll kind of comes I go to, to happy movies. You do go to happy movies. You don't go to any movies. So. 
<laughs> you told me once you don't like anything fiction, so I don't know why you're... <laughs> well, I used to like comedies back when they made them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, what was going on here was apparently... Uh, and if you see what Ed Gale looks like, um, he's uh, small. And he's kind of almost like he has no neck. The head is just placed on his fat body. He uh, looks like a bowling ball with a head. He, he, and I, I think he might be miniature size, too. I, I can't tell. He's also wearing like an oxygen a tube mm -hmm. mask around, not a mask, but it's a, the you know, it's got the thing around his nose, oh, his nostrils. Uh, yeah, like he's inhaling oxygen, maybe yes. he has some health problems. So, uh, well, they went after him, and uh, he apparently was caught engaging in sexually explicit online conversations with a boy he thought was fourteen. And we're going to get this report from Gina Silva from Fox Eleven. Ew. Yes, I'm admitting I know it was wrong and it was illegal. I'm admitting that. And I'm sorry. When actor Ed Gale was captured on camera, admitting to sexting a 14-year-old boy, Ew. allegedly with the intention to meet for sex. Why would you turn everything sexual, Ed? Because this is a whole hookup in the making. Some of his former fans weren't the least bit surprised. And? Honestly, I was just happy to see him get caught. Jonathan, a New York resident, was a minor when he first saw the 1988 horror movie Child's Play. <laughs> Ed Gale was the actor playing Chucky. It got really weird, and I was put in a situation where I didn't know what to do because this this horror character that I grew up loving is now trying to hit on me. Jonathan says he was just a fan of Gale's work, but through a social media account, he says the actor began pressuring him for a sexual relationship. Then he started to uh, call me his baby boy. Ew. And um, he would say how... Uh, he wanted to be uh, my daddy and stuff like that. It was simply too much for Jonathan, who was just a teen. He stopped communicating with the actor, and he set up an Instagram account to warn other Chucky fans. How many other victims do you have? Today? I'm going to say 10. 10 kids that you talk sexually online. I guess, yeah. When the child activist group known as the Creep Catching Unit confronted Gale during a sting operation, he simply wouldn't stop incriminating himself. <laughs> Did you tried to solicit child pornography from him? I tried to get him a naked picture from him, yes. The oh. activists say Gail thought he had been communicating with a teen boy, but it turned out to be a decoy from the CC unit. We talked about spanking. With all this information spanking. coming from Gail himself, you may be wondering why he hasn't been arrested. Yeah, why? The yeah. important question there is what his intent was. And if he took steps to affect that intent, to make that intent a reality, that is a crime. Attorney Samuel Dordulian is a former L.A. County prosecutor. He says the investigation into this type of case can be lengthy. But he believes it's only a matter of time before Gail is arrested. It's got to be the forensic on the electronic devices. Uh, that does take some time for them to be able, if, especially if it's encrypted, to get through, get in, look at all the evidence. And if there is evidence to maybe follow up with that evidence, there could very well be many other victims. And maybe they're trying to put it all together as, as one. I have heard from a lot of offenders where they'll even say they just look young. They're not really young. USC clinical professor Annalisa Enrile says it's not really surprising that Gail is making deviant admissions. They really believe that uh, what they're doing, if not okay, is explainable. They're just really trying to convince 
themselves and defend their yeah. position. How old were these 10 kids? Oh, that I couldn't tell you. That I could not tell you. Were they, how, what was the youngest? That I could not tell you. But I will say all under 18. I spoke with a detective on this case. He says the LAPD is investigating. They're looking at all of Gail's social media accounts. They've confiscated his phones. And as soon as they complete the investigation, they will turn it over to the L.A. County District Attorney's Office. What good is that going to do? Gina Silva from Fox. Well, remember, the difficulty with this is the 14-year-old that this creep catcher has caught him doesn't exist, right? Right. The first person you heard talking, that was years ago when... uh, Apparently, uh, Ed Gale tried to entice him. Perverted troll. Yeah, I know. The, the voice and... Yeah, look at kinda him. It's kind of weird the way he just readily admits what he was trying to do. And it's so He's, creepy. Anybody I, I wanted to get a naked picture of him, sure. How the hell would you connect on, 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 online with him? Uh, 14-year-olds are just... In, oh, what? And this, you know, the first guy was just taken by the celebrities. Like, oh, wow, Chucky reached out to me. I was 14. All right, we'll uh, gonna be stupid at 14. You were an odd, different 14 year old. It was odd, maybe more mature, maybe in certain yeah. ways. I <laughs> uh, just weren't taken in by kid things ever. You just never no. were, you didn't have a childhood. No. Well, if I know it's, it's some weird Your childhood looking, was ruined by a plunger. If, if, if <laughs> I had a weird looking troll trying to contact me, I'd know enough not to engage with him. I will be in Bidenville next with some news. John and Ken, KFI AM 640 live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.